Welcome to the She Says Podcast with your host, Tara Noma. Join us on a journey of faith, empowerment, and discovery as we explore what it means to be a woman of God in today's world. We're diving into topics that uplift, challenge, and inspire. So grab your coffee, get comfortable, and let's get started. Well, welcome to the She Says Podcast. We're just getting started. We're warming up with our coffee. I'm Noma. I'm Tara. And we're so glad you've joined us today. We are. I'm drinking iced, which I don't normally, but... And I've got, uh, they still had Christmas cups, so I'm... Which is amazing. happy about that. I was happy. I would be happy. I was so sad the other day. I got coffee for a couple people at work, and I was so sad because... There was just the boring white cups. It's, like, depressing in January to have boring white cups. Yeah. I think we need, like, a winter cup. We need a winter cup. We need a Christmas cup in December. Right. You know, like yeah. after Thanksgiving, into Christmas, We're, through December. How about a Lunar New Year cup? And then uh, just a fun cup in January. We, whether it's red and gold or whatever. Bit, you know, a winterscape. I don't care. Some trees on there. Yeah. Something festive. It's so drab and dreary where we are in yeah, the West. It's, it's just gray and rainy and cold. Yeah. And so when you get just a plain white cup, it's sad. It's just sad. It's really it's sad. It's sad because it, it says the season is over. Yeah. But not in my house because my Christmas tree is still up. Oh, gosh. My tree, both my trees are still up. Yeah. P.S. They may be up until like April because we need to. I thought our, our pact was February. I know. I know. Everyone's like, <laughs> our friends, our friend group decided we all made a pact that uh, we were keeping our Christmas trees up until February to keep the spirit alive and would keep us happy. And I'm totally down with that because the lights are lovely. They're beautiful. And trees don't like over like Santa or anything no. like that. Like it's pretty, yeah, just whatever. Um, For a lot of years, I had a tree that didn't even have any ornaments on and I used to that up always, which made my winter months much happier. But so we got our youngest daughter a new bed for her birthday. Awesome. Which is great. Except for now, her desk doesn't fit in her room. Totally fine. We have a classroom. Yeah. A desk in there. That's fine. She doesn't need a desk in her room. Um, so that's in the garage now. Her old bed is in the garage now. And then um, we got a new fridge. Yeah. And so everything. Well, that's right. Yeah. So we got a new fridge. Everything just keeps going into the garage. Uh-huh. And so um, I took all the other Christmas decor down. And was putting it away and was like, oh, because I had the boxes just in a yeah. closet. And so I pulled the boxes out, put everything away. And um, my my husband was like, I was like, oh, can you take these out there, girl? She's like, I can. He's like, um, do you want to put the trees away? And I was like, I mean, I was thinking about what we have to do it right now. He's like, how's April sound? <laughs> like, oh, no. Uh-oh. I was like, okay. So this is your this is my Christmas. Your Valentine's Day, your Easter, Easter and St. Patrick's and Day, and St. Patrick's Day tree. <laughs> yeah, it's a tree of all seasons. Tree of all seasons. Because I don't know what we're gonna do. Well, we are getting get rid of stuff, but the weather has been terrible. It's been awful. So we have to pull everything out anyway. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. We'll get rid of the Christmas tree. Um, I am really excited to hear Noma was at the movement moment momentum. Yeah, sorry, momentum. Yeah. Um, conference this weekend. When I was super bummed I didn't get to go. Um, next year. Next year. Next year. Yeah, get in the room. Um, so I'm excited about that. But I wanted you to, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about that because I think okay. t- leading into you leaving, we really felt like this was going to be a um, kind of a kickoff for you for the for the new year. Yeah. And sure, we were praying into it for you guys, you and your husband to go. Yeah. And we were excited about that. 
So tell me, tell our listeners, like, just give me the tea. Like, we have not talked. We have not talked at all. And our... I did call you one time. You did. Over the weekend because I was fangirling, freaking out. Oh, I was of uh and like ants truly answered prayer my heart oh, came God. to be and so i had to like call my sister and be like <laughs> it was so amazing and my youngest and kevin were in the car and she's like i don't even understand so then i was like feeling her she's like oh my gosh that's so cool <laughs> i was like yeah yeah now, now you understand yeah. why we're so excited yes um but so tell me like highlights from the weekend like oh, what God. happens what god say to you it's it's really so much. So our good friends, Sean and Krista Smith, put on um, really, I, I don't even want to call it a conference because I think sometimes, especially in the church world, we have this idea of what a conference is. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, this was so much more than a conference. It really, it truly was a gathering of the hungry, of like the hungry remnant of people. And um and it's like nothing. It was like nothing I've never I've ever been a part of before. And I've been a, a part of a lot of things. things um, but it it was like Eric and I would get in the car after a session and literally couldn't speak. Mm. Um, I love that. Because it's like, how do you even process the glory we just experienced? Mm. Like, how do you put human words to the the heaven that we just encountered and really there isn't and so i almost feel even we are talking about it because because it's it's like how you define eyes yeah exactly quantify it exactly well and i just think um it's the new year and we are really um our goal is to set our heart on what god's saying yes not only to us but to to the body to the body yeah not just women but but the body as a whole um, and really <clears throat> get after God's heart. Right. And and that's so what was in line with the whole the whole weekend. Um, and it really like, you know, we're in worship and the Lord is bringing things to my remembrance of things. Mm-hmm. I like I hadn't thought about in 25 years. Gosh, I love that. But it like this is why I experienced this. And mm-hmm. so I was able to like lord heal that like because whatever the lord reveals he heals yes and so we don't have to go looking for things you know i this is kind of off the beaten path here a little bit but i just feel like i'm supposed to talk about it you know in in our kind of pentecostal charismatic world we live in um there's such an emphasis on deliverance Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. deliverance is so important as and it's something we all need yep um, but we don't have to go looking for it a lot of times. And I feel like there's been such a kind of a a, a tone within the body of find the next layer, find the next thing, find, you know, and it's like we don't have to go searching for what God wants to heal in us. God, when, when it's time, he'll reveal it and then we can deal with it. Well, and I think that's interesting that you say that. So, um we're writing a book for you guys, just so you yeah. know. And so I've been doing a little bit of study, a little bit of um, a lot of uh, soul time with God. Yeah. Kind of really trying to get his his heartbeat on this. Right. And it's so funny that you bring this up because this is definitely what I was really, um, I've been praying. I was, I'm starting out in Ecclesiastes, which is a little cliche, right? <laughs> a time and a season for everything. 
But uh, like we learned but. in our last episode, the word of God is not cliche. It is not cliche. It's living and active. That's right. It's living and active. And so as I was going through this scripture that I feel like, you know, um, I don't know. I don't spend a ton of time in Ecclesiastes. No, either. it's one of those things that you go to. You're like, I need a cute quote for my wall, right? Like, it's that. Or it's part of the yearly reading through, and so you like read it in a day. Yeah, you're not camping there. So I'm, I'm camping there right now. Right. I'm right. getting um God's heart for for this scripture, but along the lines of you know what God reveals, He healed. There is a time and a season for everything we go through. Right. We don't always know right what that time and season is for. But I think it's so powerful that as seasons go, you're thinking, you're, you know, you're sitting there and you're and you're just worshiping God. And twenty something that happened twenty five years ago, He brings back to your remembrance to open up your heart to heal. Right, and that's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful that God can do that because it's stuff we don't have to think about and carry. Yeah, but conversely, sometimes we think about and carry things every day in our life and it's like the lord is like would you just let me? i revealed it for a purpose would you just let me heal it let me heal it and we want to process it we want to tear it apart we want to take it down and it's like just let go yeah let go like what he said let go let me yeah let go and let him do the work that only he can do yeah um and so yeah so it just was so powerful to be in the room and i think you know so often uh like I love technology, right? And I love that that we can see what's going on in another part of the world yes. because of a thing of called live stream and and all of that and the internet. I love it, but but especially since COVID, since twenty twenty and the world shut down, yep. um, we have allowed live stream to become a replacement for the actual present. Yeah. Not that you can't experience the presence through it, because you can, I have. Absolutely. But there's nothing about being in the room where Jesus is. And yeah. and it just, his presence changes everything. Mm-hmm. It changes everything. And, um, you know, we, the the whole thing was just about the theme of it, momentum going where we've never been before. Mm-hmm. And it was going you know, in worship where we've never gone before, going in his presence where we've never gone before, going deeper in the Holy Spirit where we've not mm-hmm. never gone before. You know, people are getting healed with nobody really, you know, touching them just because they're encountering the presence of God. And, you know, crutches are crowd surfing. I loved it. It was like being at a in a mosh pit, but yeah. it was like a holy mosh pit, right? And these crutches are like literally crowd surfing because someone got healed came in on crutches and didn't need them anymore that off. Um, but the the tangible hunger in their room, um, like we talked about it a little bit, but um, was something I've never experienced before. And like, mm-hmm. I would say I'm hungry for the Lord. Like I, yeah. before going, I would say that I am a person who just lives hungry for the Lord, for his presence. Yeah. Yes. After experiencing what I did, I don't know that I truly was ever hungry. Mm. because true hunger is ugly. Yeah, yeah. It's ugly, and it's deep, and it's not concerned with how we look, how we sound, what people think. Yep. Hunger literally changes your, changes how you speak. It changes your tone. It changes how you live. It It changes everything. Yeah. I mean, when you think about a baby, when they're hungry, what do they do? 
They cry. They cry. And they scream. Yep. And they, and toddlers throw a fit. Like mm-hmm. we talk about being hangry, right? It, yeah. Hunger changes you. Mm-hmm. It, it causes you to act different. And, um, and I just, the Lord has really been speaking to me about this idea of ugly hunger. Mm-hmm. And one of the speakers talked about it, about hunger being ugly. But as I've been in prayer and, and just like the Lord woke me up last night, it was just downloading all of these air, these people in the Bible who demonstrate an ugly hunger mm. and and how we need to allow ourselves to get ugly in the presence. I love that. Not disorderly and disrespectful and dishonoring because that's a different. That's different. That's different because God is a God of order, but but we got to take the pretty out of it. Well, and there's a difference, right? So not to like beat the metaphor into the ground, but like as you were talking, I was thinking about um, there's a difference between hunger and starvation. Right, exactly. Okay. And when 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 true starvation starts to set in, there is almost a, there's a desperation, but then there comes a point where there's a shutting down uh-huh. because you haven't given in to the hunger. Yep. Or your body's given into the hunger, I should say. Yeah. You already gained, like, like you allowed the hunger to, in a unholy way, cause you to close up and shut down like I'm never going to get food again. Mm-hmm. That's what we tell, we, we talk about, like, in weight loss all the time. Yeah, he's already starvation mode. And so your body starts reserving. Starts reserving and you don't actually experience true nutrition. Right. You, um, your body gets out of a life. So as you were talking, I was just thinking like, okay, there's a difference here between like true spiritual water and then spiritual starvation. And I think we're in a, in, as a country. We are in starvation mode. We're in starvation. Because, because we've lost the idea that there's more. Yeah. Because we were, we've become so satisfied with a moving service. Yep. We've become satisfied with a good word mm-hmm. from the preacher. Yep. We've, yep. we've become satisfied with an extended worship time. Yeah. We become, and we, and we call that revival. Right. And, and it's not. No. It's not. No. It's, you know, does God move? Yes, he does. Yeah. Does he visit us? Yes, he does. Yeah. But there's more. Like, there's so much more. Yeah. And even when we think we can't get much, get any more, there's still more. There's still more. Because he, he is, he's boundless. He's limitless. I've been reading um, Leonard Ravenhill's uh, teachings on revival. And he's talking about, he's like, if you're, revival is so much more than the American church has placed on it. Yeah. It's not cyclical. It's not something that happens every five years. Yeah. Or if you do these five steps, it's, it's about the hunger and desperation yeah. of seeing God move in your in your life personally right before anything else yeah it's it's the god i have to have your presence or i die yeah it literally is revival or die yeah literally like like i god i cannot live without your That's presence right. it's why moses could experience all he did mm-hmm. with the lord the fire you know the fire by night the cloud by day the parting of the red sea um, the sandals not wearing out, the water from the rock, the manna every day, the, all of the things that yeah. he experienced of God. Yet when God said, because he became kind of fed up with the Israelites, yeah. fine, just go in, but I'm not going with you. Yeah. Even though Moses has had experienced all he had of God, the hunger says, I'm not leaving this place if you don't go with me. That's right. Even though I had 
all of all of this all of and this. i experienced your glory passing before me oh my god if your presence doesn't go with me i'm not going yeah that's hunger yep hunger is the woman with the issue of, the, of blood pressing through the, cl- mm-hmm. the crowd regardless of what culture said yep regardless of what was uh you know allowed regardless of that to to touch the hem of his garment and that's hunger mm-hmm. you know hunger is nicodemus uh or Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus climbing the tree because yeah. he had to get get a glimpse, of, get a glimpse. of Jesus, a shorty in the realm. <laughs> I understand, <laughs> like like the hunger is blind Bartimaeus sitting on the side yeah. of the road and crying out, you know, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, and yeah. people telling him to shut up, mm-hmm. and him crying, crying out louder. Yep, it's it's King David throwing off his position and his kingly attire yeah. to dance literally his clothes like literally his clothes let's be real <laughs> and he's and he's in his linen ephod which was designated for the priest that's right and a servant yep and he didn't care because he, he was hungry for the presence that's right. that's right right and so it's it's hunger is so much more than us saying god i want to move well and it's it's so much more than even just getting i mean getting in the room where god's presence is has paramount right but it's it's about seeking that every minute of every, every day of every day and making that about who you are yeah because it because if we're going to be people of presence we have to get where the presence is that's right and it's like i'm i'm all for if, if you like if if you have to live stream you can't be in the room you know that no judgment that, right this is a judgment-free zone here yeah. i don't know if she says podcast but but I want to encourage you to like get beyond your normal, mm-hmm. like true hunger. Like it causes you to do things not normal. Yeah. It it just dis- it's disruptive. It's inconvenient. It's messy. It's ugly. Well, and and here's the thing: there is a stark difference between the messy, ugly um, distractions that you can see. I mean, we're kind of hostile. So yeah, we've seen some, we've seen a lot of some things. <laughs> there is a marked difference between the work of the flesh and a work of the spirit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I love, you know, we jokingly say, <laughs> um, that, that the spirit, the spirit of the Lord doesn't need order, but he does bring order. He brings order. He, he doesn't need the order. He yeah. brings the order. And that doesn't mean that it looks like what we think order, orderly should look like. Right. There have been times, I won't, I won't even say all the things that, you know, that we've experienced the top, the, the tip top of everything. Right. Because we haven't, but we've right. experienced a lot. And God's done some amazing things. He's done some incredible things. In services we've been in. And I'm an administrator. Yeah. And I like to, I kind of like jokingly have said to people over the years that I administrate with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because there's a difference when the Holy Spirit comes into the room and you're in tune with how the Spirit's moving. You can see and feel how God's moving in a room. You can see and feel what he's going to do. And we would be like, okay, we need to move these chairs out of the way. God's going to move. Um, I would be on radio texting. Okay, okay, we need to do this. We need catchers. We We need this. this. We need that. Yeah. And people would be like, well, how do you know? I'm like, I can just feel where we're going here. And people would be like, what in the world? And I'm like, but so it was later early. Yeah. But there was an order. But he's bringing order to it. Because when you've been in the presence enough, when you're familiar, Mm -hmm. you can see how he's moving. That's right. Um, and it doesn't mean he's going to move the exact same way no. because there's more. 
there's there's more there's and and it's like but uh, that's the deep of the hunger that's the deep of the, that's the deep of the hunger i'm talking about mm-hmm. and and i would encourage you like if you're like that like i'm not even there like i i can't even imagine what that feels like mm-hmm. like i'm so dry i'm so like i've been there we've all been there we've all been there <laughs> you know and i like to say you know <laughs> like i'm laughing when you're with a friend you know, <laughs> you know what i'm gonna say like when you're with a friend and they're like, hey, should we go eat? And you're like, I could eat. You might not even be hungry. But it's like what we talked about last yeah. week. It's the FOMO. It's, it's the, the FOMO. fear of missing out on what he's going to do. That's like, right. if you're not hungry, get around hungry people. Right. Get That's out right. to the room <laughs> because hunger is contagious. Yeah. And and I just was thinking this this morning, like early this morning when the Lord had me up, like, like hunger looks like walking miles and miles yeah. and miles because you heard there's a tent meeting going on yeah. and that you could meet Jesus. <laughs> and, and we all want to get off our couches to go to our car. Yeah, I'm dying. To drive two miles down the road or right. to drive 20 minutes. It's like, what is wrong with that? Absolutely. I'm not thinking like, like what is wrong with like, I'm not even going to get in the car to go 20. I'm literally yeah. laughing because that's what I'm thinking. Most of us won't even get off our couches to drive down the road. Right. Let alone walk an hour. It's become too easy. Like we have become so apathetic and lackadaisical in, in the spirit. And, and God is calling us higher. He's calling for a hungry people. And I think he's calling us to engage to engage him because if you think about it like we talked kind of just briefly there you're like i hate technology whatever i think the disservice that technology does is that the event that you had was live streamed yes it was um a lot of events are live streamed pre-covid a lot of events were live streamed and it was in california and we live in washington yeah so they're like to get in the room there was required something yeah there was a cost and and but what I what I think is interesting, you know, we have YouTube. We hope you found us on YouTube. Right. Um, <laughs> Please do like, subscribe. Yeah, right. All the things. <laughs> Hit the button, you know, all the things. Cheese. I think there's a place for this. There is. I think absolutely because it does connect us um around the world because God is doing things in different regions. Yeah. And you yes, hear out of it. I um oh I'm gonna But it, it shouldn't take it shouldn't take the place of being where the presence is. Well, and I was just thinking, and I can't remember if it was Wesley or Finney, and um, they began to write about what was going on. They began to write the um, annals, if you will, the, the chronicles, if you will, of what was going on in revival from city to city. Yeah. And that sparked a flame in the right. different places. That's what that's what we hope you listening to yeah. us does. And that's what it right. when you're on, you know, you're surfing internet i can't tell you how many times that we like send each other a reel by our reels but also like <laughs> all right got it not wrenchy like ooh, convicting i need to just take a minute and i need the lord to wash over me yeah that's what i hope that we're using technology for exactly i think that it should propel us it should light a fire right but then there should be a point of engagement and yeah. activation yeah. that happens absolutely in the room that gets you into your local church right that you grab a couple girlfriends and start maybe you just start praying because yeah. you're like I, I got to have God. I got to have God. I'm hungry. I don't know any more about it than what these girls met on their podcast. But I just got to do it. I, I have to have more. And and I think that we are at the, we don't have time anymore to to mess around. Have, no, we don't. One of the, one of the speakers, um, Ben Hughes, was so profound. Uh, he's an evangelist and, and him and his wife uh, led 
a church in Australia for years, and they experienced a, a massive revival. And it actually was called the Pineapple Revival. I love it. And it went on for years and years and years. And during the midst of the revival, God moved them to the United States, mm -hmm. to Texas, and, and they, they're planted there right now. But he, he did this demonstration that so wrecked Eric and I mm -hmm. that, like, I was repenting. Uh, it, it, like... It, I love it. He was talking about... Um, basically, he's an evangelist. And uh, he was talking about the statistics of Christians versus non-believers. Yeah. He was talking the statistics of, you know, there's so many billion people in the world... There's these many deaths in a day. Mm -hmm. Of those certain deaths, over a hundred thousand of them claim to be non-believers, mm. and that that breaks down to every nine seconds somebody is dying without Jesus. Jeez. And he he put on <laughs> I know he put on a tone on his phone, and it had a light that went off, and it was every nine seconds. Ding. Ding. I don't know if I can even do I can really talk about it. Eric and I were sobbing and and I I was like, God, forgive me. Forgive me for saying I'm not an evangelist. Mm -hmm. And I literally I, I just said that I was back to Tara and yeah. Eric. Yeah. Be like, I'm not an evangelist. Like the way my gifting works is different. And but I was like, God, forgive me for that. Mm -hmm. And it impacted us so much that we were in a Starbucks heading back to the airport to come home and the like the timer on their oven went off and it went ding and we both started like it impacted us because yeah. we we're like there's like there's another one yeah and and that's what what hunger does yeah. is it it changes the way you see things it changes the way you react to things it changes the way you move right. it changes the way you speak it changes it changes everything yep. it disrupts everything mm -hmm. and we don't have time no to play church anymore no we don't have time to not have revival we don't have time to not have the presence of god actively working in our lives when you think about it your neighbors don't have time for them to not even know that you're a christian right your neighbors don't have time your, your barista doesn't have time for you to not tell her that jesus loves her that day right or at least be kind Right. Like we like we're talking on this podcast about empowering women to use to release the kingdom sound through their voice. That's right. And how are you going to do that? Mm -hmm. Like like get hungry, get in the room, get filled up so that you can release the kingdom sound. It and the, the kingdom sound sounds different than the world. That's right. And you're not going to hear it unless you get in the presence. One of the things that I think is really interesting, so just I'm practical girl, right? Yep. So what what does that mean practically? A couple of things that I can think of that I'm yep. going to hear. So practically, what does it mean for me as a woman to start getting, get it, get in there, go to church. If you're not going to church, find a church, find a, church, find a local church, find a local church. If you're not, um, if you are not in a Bible study, get in a Bible study. Don't wait to be asked. Nope. Don't start when you're off. Start when you're own. If you don't know anything, there's millions of teachings oh, out there yeah. of, of that. Look up, look up revival. Look up Leonard um, Ravenhill. Look up um, George Wesley. Look up um, William Seymour. William Seymour. Um, we I have not said a single woman. Um, then That's all their names are gone in my brain right <laughs> now. Catherine Coleman. Catherine Coleman. Um, Amy Single McPherson, Maria Woodward Edder, Edward Edder, Edder Woodward. I Edder Woodward. 
And and read about their lives. Read about the Hebrides revival that started because two um like bedridden women who yeah. were sisters, senior citizen women. That's gonna be what it is. But they <laughs> not bedridden, they I repeat that. Jesus wanted name. a move of God in their land and so they couldn't leave they were yeah. housebound. Yeah. They couldn't leave their home. And I'm saying like I understand that there are situations where you can't physically leave your home. We don't want anyone and, to feel And there's shame. no shame. No. There's no guilt. There's nothing like that. But but what are you doing to cultivate hunger in your home? Mm-hmm. What, are, what, are what are you, you listening what to? What are you listening to? That's the other thing. Yeah. Like hunger um, gives a distaste for anything mm-hmm. that's not magnet at hand. What's going through your ear gate? What's going through your eye gate? Mm-hmm. What's coming out of your mouth gate? What are you speaking? Yikes. You know, like... Like we are going to be, there's this, like, I'm getting all like, oh, you're getting, I'm it. getting all Holy Spirit goosebumps up here. But like, like we are going to be held accountable for every idle word every, we say. I was literally thinking every that scripture. Idol every word idle word we say. And I have been so convicted mm-hmm. over the last couple of days of, of the idleness of my talk. Yeah. The, and, and it's not bad. I like, I'm, I don't swear. Like, it's not like, no. but just the idleness, like, does it really mean anything? Like, well, like and what it, are we it goes beyond. Who cares like, some of this stuff that yeah. we talk about, we think about. Some of this stuff, I'm just like, this is just taking away mental space. I spent so much time this weekend really going, God, what are you doing? Where are you at work? What do you want me to spend my Where time Where can on? I join you? Yeah. Like, so much we want God to join us when he's like, nope you're joining me like and and so we've we've got it backwards we want him to meet us you know in the thing that we want to do and he's like no you need to you need to meet me in what i want to do it's about who we're we're created to be imagers of christ yes so so we're so we're created to be a reflection of him on this yeah and i think what happens is we get we we forget who's uh, image we're reflecting. Right. So we look in the mirror and we get so consumed with ourselves right. and what we look like that we forget yeah. what does he look like? Yeah. And what is he wanting? And I think that do we look like and him do at we all? Look like him at all. And I think that if 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 you get nothing practical out of this today other than some hungry, start get in re- the word. Get in the word. Read your scripture and find out what Jesus looked like and 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 ask him how do I look more yeah. like you? And if you don't have a Bible, you like message us. Yeah. I'll, I will send you one. Absolutely. Like, like we want to empower you. We want to equip you mm-hmm. to be women of the word mm-hmm. and women of the word. Yeah. And and you can't be that if you're not, if you don't have it, if you're not in it. Or you have a, you have a smartphone, download an app. Yeah. Download, uh, download the Bible app. It's yeah. all right there. Yeah. Every Blue version you can think of is there. They're all there. And, and it's free. And yeah. there's, uh, there's devotional plans. There's, there's commentary. There's community. Mm-hmm. You can partner with people. You yep. can do Bible studies together through the app. There is, there is so much available at our fingertips that we really should not be lacking. It, it, we really have no excuse. We have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, you know, I was talking with our pastor today and just going over, you know, what, I experienced and what God did this weekend. And, you know, we talk a lot about getting, getting in the room, get to where the presence is, you know, and it's like, people sit back. Well, if God wanted to do it, he can heal me right here. Yeah. But if you knew that Peter's shadow, if you got in it, it would heal you. Wouldn't you want to get in the shadow? Like get to where he is, get to where he's moving, Mm -hmm. find, find a, a place, a spirit filled 
Bible speaking church, like, uh, you know, or, you know, get to where the word is solid and where you can experience the presence of God because it, it's worth everything it costs. Let me tell you something. Revival costs. It does. And, and it, it will, it will cost everything, but it's worth everything it takes. It really, you have to take stock in your life and like, what are you putting your time? What are you putting your energy into? How am I? God, how am I demonstrating to you? Just like you said, you know, if you knew that Peter's shadow was going to heal you, you'd fly across the world. I mean, I I get moved every time I think about we had a couple who flew from China yeah. um, because they wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they knew they could experience they it. They knew they could experience it at, at our church. And they flew all the way across yeah. the world yeah. just to come to our church, just to have our pastors pray for them. P.S. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. They'll meet you right where you are. They'll meet you right where you are. But that is what hunger looks like. It casts off what it costs. It says, I'm not, it, it, it says like, I'm not leaving this place until you touch me. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if it means I'm walking with a lamp because it means I was touched by you. That's right. And that's what it is. And, um, so we just like get in the room. Somewhere. Somewhere. Anywhere. <laughs> and, and if you can't, then let your room be the room. Yeah. Ask God to fill your room because mm-hmm. he will. He will. Well, that's the great part about God is he's omnipresent. He's omnipresent. So he is all present. And he always responds to hunger. Always. So whether you're at the altar or in your bedroom, he responds to hunger. That's right. And and the reality is, is God is with you. Whether yeah. you see him, whether you feel him, he is with you as long as you're seeking after him. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the piece that sometimes we miss. A right. little bit in right. that. Oh, yeah. You know, there's the word is full of promises of God, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, you know, but there are some promises that are yes and amen. Like Jesus, like God said, I'll do this. And it's just because I'm good. Yeah. But then there are so many promises that are ifs and then. Yeah. If you do this, then mm-hmm. I will. And and that passage is if you, like, you will search for me and you will find me. If you search for me with all of your heart. That's right. Right? And so there's an if and then. Like, mm-hmm. he will never leave us or forsake us. That is that is one of the promises that That's is right. not an if and then. It's, you know, he, yeah. he won't. He'll never leave us or forsake us. He's always there. He's always accessible to us. Yeah. But if we really want to find him. That's right. We have to seek him with everything That's we have. Right. And not worry what the cost is. Because, you know, revival it, it changes everything. It changes your generosity. It'll tell you real quick who you think your source is. Yeah. When when God asks you to do something with your money. That's right. It it really will mess with you. And that's like that's one of the signs of, of revival is how generous are you being? That's right. Well, and it's very interesting to quantify things because I think people hate that. Oh yeah, they don't want. Well, they don't want to be measured. God, if God, <laughs> God can do it. So why does He need me to, to give my money? It has nothing to do with nothing. your money. It has to do with your obedience. That's right. And so I think it's which we talked about, we last, talked about week. last time. I think we've got it. I think the Lord is yeah, talking to us. He's weaving it. Um, it's interesting to me though, because how many times do you hear that? Oh yeah, God doesn't need my money. Yeah, he doesn't need what's my, my piddly? It's what's my what's my what's my five dollars going to do? Right. What's my two dollars going to do? Yeah. What's my hundred thousand dollars going to do? I don't I don't want to spoil the church. I don't want to. I've for sure have heard that one oh, before. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's it's a perversion of the truth. It's That's it's absolutely. it's the enemy. It's yeah. your flesh. You got to die to it. Yep. Um, because walking with God costs you everything. Everything. It costs you everything. 
we were not meant to walk this road with an easy street fashion. And I, there's a dichotomy there. There is a dichotomy. Because it doesn't mean that we're pious. It doesn't mean nope. that we don't um, have nice things. It Take doesn't mean that poverty we, unless the Lord tells you unless to. Unless the Lord tells you to. Which right. He doesn't very often because it, look at all of the people. I just think it's so funny to me in scripture when we, we have, we've equated ministry with poverty. And it's so far from it's the truth. It's so far from the truth. If we look at everybody in scripture, not everybody, but by and large, those in scripture who are making the bi- biggest impact mm-hmm. are people with big dollars. Yeah. Now he used people with no dollars too. Right. But but he used kings and queens and people of influence. Right. And if you have a position of influence and you're not using it for the kingdom. What using it for the kingdom, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. If if uh, like if I don't use any influence I have for the kingdom, what was it for? For nothing. It's in vain. And, it, and hunger will do this too. Like I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher and it's, I love it. I love to preach. It's what I'm called to do, you know, to minister to people, to see people set free. It's, it's where I get like filled up. Yep. But hunger and desperation and revival says, Jesus, if I never preach another sermon, mm-hmm. if I never have any influence, if I never get to pray for anybody again, you're enough. Your presence yeah. is enough. I think the dichotomy with that is that will never be where he stops. He won't be. That won't because be because that isn't who he was. No. But what it will mean sometimes is it'll look like the one. Yeah. Who's the one that he's right. called you in obedience to yeah. disciple right now? Yeah. I think that's the the um, inter- I, a lot of years in ministry. Yeah. And um, especially with young people, and I can't tell you how many of them were just chomping at the bit to get the pulpit. Oh yeah. Chomping oh, yeah. at the bit to get the pulpit. Yeah. And, but they wouldn't hold a Bible study with the one awkward kid in youth group. Right. They wouldn't, they wouldn't go and um, disciple the young yeah. girls. They just wanted, I got something to say. I got something to yeah. say. Well, maybe that's something to say. It's for that one person. It's for that one person. And that's got to be enough because you know what? Jesus always stopped for the he one. He always stopped for he the one. He sees the crowd, but he always stops for the yeah. one. And our spiritual father, Scott, yep. with, who's now with the Lord, he used to always say that to me, like, like, be about the one. Be about it's the about one. the one. Like, and, and. About the one for the one. About the one for the one. Yeah. Because that's really ultimately it. Like, we are not called, like, the the platform, the stage is not the ultimate calling. No. It's, it's to minister to his heart and to his people and to bring people mm-hmm. into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's the call. Yeah. It, it's not about the platform. And and a lot of people want the platform, but they don't want the sacrifice that the platform takes. Yeah. You know, they they want the they want the mantle, they want the anointing, but mm-hmm. they don't want the sacrifice that the anointing and the mantle requires. Well, they don't understand the weight in which it in they the don't, way Yeah, they don't re- they don't understand. Carries. Right. They don't understand what it what it involves. They don't understand the cost of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they they don't understand that like like the disciples gave up everything. Yeah. They gave their life. Mm-hmm. Like a most Careers. Of, most of them like Jesus called them and they walked away from everything to follow after him. Mm-hmm. And then most of them lost their lives as a result of it. That's right. You know, and we get bent out of shape if we don't get the same seat. You know, we get in church we get, or get shadow banned on social media for sharing something. Right. We get bent out of shape about that We get that bent stuff. out of shape. And it's like, it did not, it did not, like Jesus did not say, 
that it was going to be an easy road. No. He said we would suffer persecution. That's right. Like, why are we surprised then when it happens? <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> like Jesus literally said, this will happen. Yeah. But blessed are you if it does. Yeah. Like, well, when it does. When it does. And I think the other part is, if start to recognize persecution versus your flesh. Exactly. Because not everything that comes against you is persecution. And not like, and, and can I just say this? Like, you know, I'm not every bad thing that happens. Yeah. I'm metal a little bit. I'm going to mom you a little bit. Yeah. Like not every bad thing that happens to you is the devil. Sometimes it's the consequences of your own actions and choices. And you got to separate that out. Like, like you got to recognize like what's truly an attack of the enemy, what's truly spiritual warfare and what's, uh, because I didn't make the right choice. And it's not that God is punishing, but there are consequences. There's natural consequences. There's natural consequences to to our choices and our actions. And so, like... And God can remove natural consequences. Yes, he can. Absolutely. Often, often. We got to learn from them. We have to learn from them. I was, uh, you know, as I was look, reading through my Ecclesiastes, and I and I was meditating on... On, you know, there is a time for death. There's a time mm-hmm. for war. There's a, there's literally a time for all these really bad things. And we have to remember and recognize that it does not mean that God is not with us and that God isn't good. Right. And it right. doesn't, and it should not remove our hunger. Right. When really bad things happen, it should push us it should into push us closer. Push us into his yeah. presence. Push us closer to him. Yeah. Push us deeper in our word. Push us deeper into our um prayer desire closet. and yeah. prayer closet to yeah. understand and to know. But then to be able to rec- uh reconcile that sometimes we don't know. Right. And we're not gonna know this side of heaven. Right. But that shouldn't remove it should deepen the hunger, not remove the hunger. And anything that pushes you away from God, you need to remove from your life. Absolutely. And anything that pushes you towards God, spend more time there. Spend more time there. Yeah. Invest in that those places. And I think I think the challenge is and what I would love for our listeners to take away this week and to really put into practice is really evaluate, take stock of your life. Mm-hmm. Take stock of the time. Yep. Take stock of what's occupying the space, like what's filling your eye gate, what's mm-hmm. filling your ear gate, what's coming out of your mouth, like bring it before the Lord. Yeah. Be be vulnerable before the Lord and say, where am I not hungry for you? Mm-hmm. Where am I not hungry for you? And increase my hunger in that yeah. area. Yeah. Because he'll do it. Because when, when you set your heart to seek him, when you set your heart to, to be a, a person of the presence, He's so, it's like, it's like a moth drawn to a flame. It's yeah. like it, it, he can't stay away from it. He can't resist it. He promises us that blessed are you who hunger and thirst mm-hmm. for you shall be filled. Yes. Right. And it, and it's a promise, but we have to hunger and thirst mm-hmm. for righteousness. Yep. We have to hunger and thirst for him and his presence and stop hungering and thirsting after meaningless things. That only that the world satisfies. Yeah. Because really, there is no satisfaction mm-hmm. in the world. That's why you see people who are loaded with money. Yeah. Just buying things. It's or, still sad. Or killing themselves because or, yeah. nothing really satisfies That's right. like Jesus. That's right. That's right. 
I think too, as we, you know, we're, we're in January and we're looking at just kind of reflecting, right? We talked about that a little bit last, last week of just taking this time to kind of reflect, really look at in your life too, even, even deeper of like all of this, God, where are you at work? And yeah. how do I partner more with you in that? Right. And I think, um, you know, one thing I want to make sure that you hear from us, like I, Noma is a pastor mm-hmm. and works in the church day to day and does a fabulous job and is making an impact for the kingdom. I work at a birthing center, not yeah. in a church. Right. And um, I like to think that I make an in- impact for the kingdom yeah, every day. You do. And and we're not telling you, you got to quit your jobs. We're oh, not yeah. telling you, yeah, you got to no. go get a job. You know, we. Yeah. I want you to hear, God is going to use heart you right where you're at. Yeah, because your sphere of influence is total. I'm almost knocked down the table. Like God calls us individually and we all have a sphere of influence Mm -hmm. so if that sphere of influence is you've got some littles at home and and you don't get out much because you got littles your home is your sphere of influence that's right right. you know and and when you go to the grocery store that's your sphere of influence when you go to to Mm -hmm. the coffee shop down the street that's your sphere of influence whoever god brings in your path that's your sphere of influence yeah you don't have to have a platform you don't have to have a job you don't have to have a title or a position to be used by God. That's right. And and as kingdom women, it's time that we step into the authority that Christ has given mm-hmm. us because we're his. Yep. That we use our voice to sound like kingdom. Yep. Not like the world. That's right. And to bring the truth of who Jesus is to the people around us. And recognize that where you're at's enough. Yes. And and there may be some of you who are listening who are like, man, I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that. I wish the Lord would use mm-hmm. me this start being obedient with the small. Yeah. Just start being obedient with the small. We can tell you in our lives, that's all yeah. it has ever been in our lives. Right. It's just even starting this. And this is, was a major obedience. This thing. was a major <laughs> obedience thing. This isn't, I mean, we don't have tons and tons of time. No. Like we're really carving out in our life a, a, a space to say, God, what are you doing? What are you saying? Right start to just see where you're where he's at work in your life and yeah. start to partner with him even in the small things yeah like noma said if you're at home with littles those are your little disciples yep disciple so your kids my greatest joy in life is seeing my kids serve god yeah and if that's all i if if they're the only ones who are listening which they probably <laughs> won't even do that. i probably won't <laughs> maddie you're maddie, maddie will, will. Maddie will. <laughs> you're maddie will too my maddie will too are we both have a maddie and yeah. they are our biggest cheerleaders. Yes. Um, but to see them walk out their faith, if that's all that we give them courage to do. Yep. Then it's worth it all. Then it's worth it all. And, and you know, if you're thinking that sounds great, but I don't hear the voice of God. I don't know how to partner with him. Mm-hmm. You do hear the voice of God. Yeah. You may not recognize it yet, but you do hear the voice of God. Yeah. And start by like, one thing, you know, the enemy is, I think we get this all the time, like, I don't know if it was me or the enemy. Well, the enemy's not going to tell you to do anything good. So right there, so... Like, if he's telling you to tell somebody Jesus loves them, like, if you, that's what you're hearing, like, that's not the enemy. That's not the enemy. Just step out and do yeah. it. And, yeah. and if you think, well, maybe it's just me, what's the harm then? Like, you're telling somebody Jesus loves them. His word does not return to him void. That's right. And, and that seed... Uh, will will bring forth fruit like mm-hmm. like his word doesn't return to him void. So start start small if you need to. Yeah. You know, ask the Lord, 
if, when you're standing in line at Starbucks or you're, you know, wherever you are, God, do you have anything for this person? Yeah. Just show me your heart for them because mm-hmm. he will. And that's really what it is. It's connecting to the heart of God for the one in front of you. Well, and you just never know how God's going to weave those stories together. I laugh because just a quick story. Um, my oldest daughter, Maddie, um, started working at Safeway during COVID. Okay. And it's the Safeway bar. It's our community Safeway. And my husband is all about like the neighborly, like he wants everyone to know his name. Yeah. We'll go to the <laughs> same restaurant over and over and over again because he wants them to know his name and his, his order. order. I he mean, wants it's, to bring him their drink. Yeah. He wants to drink Friday. It's like his joy. And so when we go to the grocery store, he gets to know all the cashiers and everything. And I will never forget this. Um, there was this one cashier who, um, she is a little, she was a little different. She had, um, tattoos and she's a little hard, you know, like closed off hard. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember standing in line behind my husband and I, I would say I am an evangelist, Yes, but I am not, I am, um, I'm an, I'm a strong introvert. Uh huh. So it's not my first nature when I'm in public, um, just grocery shopping and things like I can go out specifically and evangelize. Like mm-hmm. if I put myself in the right um, frame of mind, yeah. like I, I got to just like, I got to gear up for it a little bit. Right. Let me say it that right. way. I got to gear up for it a little bit. Yeah. Just I can get. And I'm not bent that way. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not bent that way. I am. I am definitely bent that way. Yeah. And that's just, it's it's everybody's case. different. We're all called to different things. And I um remember standing, I was standing behind my husband, you know, we're putting groceries on and he's in the front of the car, behind the car. And I just started asking the Lord, like we knew the gal, we had talked to her a couple times and I just said, you know, Lord, what, what do you, what do you want to say to her today? And, and which was different because I wasn't in that mode. Normally when I'm going grocery shopping, I just want to get it in and get out. Right. I am not a shopper. It's right. not my favorite thing. I am. I love it. And right. I, if I need to go buy something, I'm like, just come with me and help me. <laughs> Um, because I just, I'm not, and I'm like more like a man when I shop too. Yeah. <laughs> like the characteristics of a man, like I'm on a hunt, like I have a Go thing. Go in, get it, get out. Yeah. And I like want to look up every eye. Right. Oh, I want to see what's there. I have determined a little bit that I think if I have more money, I might be a little bit more. <laughs> That's true. It kind of depends I, where you're at. You know, I think sometimes <laughs> I get a little like, oh, I don't want to like tempt myself and yeah. it's my way of not to anyway. I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. So I, I digress. Anyway, so I'm putting groceries up and, and, um, um, the Lord, she had a tattoo and, um, I'm going to be really honest. I don't remember what it was, Yeah. but the Lord just gave me this whole word for her about her about tattoo. tattoo. And, um, I, we were going through the line and I was like, Hey, how are you doing today? Da, 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 da. My husband's already like, wait, why are you talking like, so what much? What's doing? going on? <laughs> and so he's like, oh, Sarah's going to be talkative today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So he's just like talking to the bagger or whatever. Different. Yeah. He's, no. Um, and so then I just start, you know, like the Lord loves you. And I just noticed your tattoo. And this is what I felt like the Lord showed me. Like, do you have a relationship with the Lord? And she, um, she didn't. And I said, well, I would just, you know, if you ever are interested, I would love to. We're in all the time. It's not yeah. like it's our. Yeah. You go places all the time, right? And you you need to start opening your eyes and recognize the people around you. Yeah. Number one, because yeah. I guarantee you, you'd start noticing what's going on. Um, secondly, I pray. So fast forward, my daughter gets a job. So this was like pre-COVID. My daughter gets a job at COVID. Ends up becoming really good friends with her. Just found out a few years ago, or not a few years ago, a few months ago, 
She's going to church regularly That's now. That's amazing. She um, loves the Lord. It's so good. Her, God's mightily working in her life, healed her, touched so her life. So good. You just don't you understand just don't the seeds that you plant. And and you you could be like, I don't know if you've ever ever experienced this, but like you're in line and you're not even you're not even connecting with that part, right? You're no. not even asking the Lord, does this person mean <laughs> anything? Like like you're just like I, I want to get sure. my groceries in, like, and then they just start telling you their whole life story that like, happens to kevin way like, more than me <laughs> do you know what i mean like like but they're yes. checking our groceries and yeah. there's a line but then for some reason they just yes. feel to yeah. like like yeah word dump and yeah. like yeah. tell you everything absolutely. that's an opportunity absolutely because they recognize something in you mm-hmm. and so that take those moments too like l- really listen when people are speaking to you like Take it in and and look for the opportunities. Like if it's not a normal thing, like it's, then it's probably Jesus. It's probably <laughs> it's probably Jesus. It it's, it's probably, probably Jesus. Mouse. Sometimes it's different, but like in that kind of situation. But in those situations, in that that that's what I mean. And so be aware of those type of things. Yes, be like Jesus. What do you have for this person? But even if you haven't said that, just be mindful mm-hmm. of what the other the one in front of you. Like, what's their body language? What are they talking about? You know, what's in their eyes? Yeah. Do they look sad? Do yeah. they, you know, do they look like they have something to that's say? Right. That's right. You know, and, and just really be present. And I think that's the, that's such a key, too, is to be, be present, present with mm-hmm. the one in front of you. Yeah. And so often we can just get in our routine mm-hmm. and and get, we got to get this done. We got to get our groceries. We got to get home. We got to make dinner. We got all of these things yep. that we have to do that we forget to be present. That's right. And so, you know, we need to be present with the one in front of us because you don't know, like, that one uh, could desperately need a touch from the Lord. Well, and kind of wrapping it up with a bow is is the reality is is that Christ came and would have came for just the one. Just the one. And, and the part about us being hungry for him is, number one, we put, our pl- put ourselves in the place of the one. Yeah. So first you got to put yourself in the place of the one and recognize that he would have come if it was just you. And now you want to reflect that yeah. in your community, right? That he would have came for just the one. Yeah. And how are you reflecting that? And that's the hunger because the hunger is absolutely about getting in the presence of him. But then it's about proclaiming who mm-hmm. he is that's right. in the land. Because when you, when you experience him, like... It's not just for us to keep to ourselves. Mm-mm. Like, like we, we are, our hunger is to, is to make him known. That's right. It's to experience his presence. Yes. Get in there, get in the room, get a hold of him, right? Wrestle with him, mm-hmm. like grab hold of him. But then it's to make him known. That's right. That's, it's, it's that's what infilling. we're called for. It's the infilling. Mm-hmm. It's not so that we can get so full but it's to be an overflow. That's right. So that's why you got to get in the room. That's why you got to be hungry is so that you can overflow on the people around you. That's right. And that's what it's for. That's what it's for. And one other thing uh, that Ben Hughes was talking about, you know, when he was talking about, you know, the lost is he encouraged everybody to have their two minute testimony ready. Yes. Have your two minute story ready. Yeah. Of, you know, like somebody says something to you, you're like, well, you know, I... I used to be really bound and Jesus set me free and, mm-hmm. and he can do the same for you. Like have that in sales. That would be your elevator speech, right? Yeah. Have that ready mm-hmm. so that when asked or when the moment comes, 
you have something yeah. that you can bring. Okay, and here's what I'll, I'm going to challenge you a little bit with yeah. this. I grew up, I have just a wild story that someday we'll... We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk through we'll our weave stories. In. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk through our stories. But for me, it took me a really long time to be able to articulate what God did in my life because for me it felt like it took a long time yeah there was a there was a moment but then there was a then there was a weaving right and and that's why you need that elevator speech so I would encourage you this week write it down write it down what yeah. does your journey look like write your story down and you know and maybe maybe you're not a writer maybe you don't want to write talk it out talk it into your phone talk yeah. it, you know talk to a girlfriend talk to a guy friend like yeah. go get process coffee it process it yeah whatever you need to do get that out and just be like hey so i was i need to do this i want to do this i want to share god more get this down yeah because that's what really opens up a door for you to relate to people because uh, who cares what that you're, you know, you're a Bible thumper, whatever, right? Yeah. Most people don't care about you until they can relate to you. Right, exactly. And they need to be able to understand that you once walked like they did. Mm -hmm. Or at least you walked different but than you are now. But for the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah, there go I. And, yeah. um, you know, we want to remind you that your voice is vital. That's right. That God has has equipped you and called you for such a time of this. Of, of, for of any time in history mm -hmm. that you could be born, he chose for you to be alive at this yep. time. Yep. And it's for purpose. Your voice is vital. It's necessary. Right. We need your voice. Um, and you have something to That's say. That's right. That's right. Your neighbors need your voice. Your kids need your voice. Your husband, your wife, your coworkers, they, they need your voice. Your voice yeah. is vital to speak up for the kingdom of God. Yes. All right. You want to pray us out? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So Father, once again, we come before you and we thank you uh, for this amazing opportunity. God, we thank you for each one who's listened uh, to us talk, Lord. And I pray, God, that your presence would encounter each one, God, that you would birth in us a deep, ugly hunger mm. for your presence yes, that would cast off restraint, that would become undignified, yes. Lord, that would um, would shake up the routine of our lives, Lord, that would dis be disruptive yes, uh, to our routine in our lives so that we can uh, impact the kingdom and the world around us. God, I thank you, uh, Holy Spirit, that you know each one listening, yes. you know each heart. God, you have a plan and purpose for each one. God, I thank you for their voice. I thank you it's vital to mm. the kingdom. God, I thank you that you have given them uh, voice to, to declare who you are. Lord, I thank you that you um, will meet each one individually. God, I thank you that you see the crowd, but you stop for the individual. Mm. So God, even for the one right yes, now that says, God, make me hungry. God, I thank you that you're filling them with yes, hunger Father. for the one that's saying, God, I just need to know you're real, that you're revealing yourself to them. God, I thank you that for the one that's saying, God, my family needs you, mm. that you are breaking through to the thank family. You, God, I thank you for each one who would who would take the chance to be hungry. Thank you. That Father. would take the chance to step out and to speak uh, who you are. God, I thank you that this week that you give them uh, their two-minute message, Lord, mm. that you would remind them of things you've done, that you would remind them of who you have been in their life. And Lord, for those that may be listening that don't know you, God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them in a mighty way. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you praise, honor, and glory for who you are. Thank in you, Jesus' Father. name. Amen. Amen. All right. See you next week.
Thank you for joining us on the She Says podcast. We hope you felt inspired and encouraged by today's conversation. Remember, you are valued, loved, and have a vital role in God's kingdom. Stay tuned for more episodes and don't forget to like and share this podcast. Until next time, God bless.